Hey kids, welcome back to On Stage, Off Stage. I'm your host, George Sapio. This week, we are talking with Kendra Augustine and Patricia Cardona Roca, the masterminds behind the first and soon-to-be, hopefully, annual Leela Festival. The Leela Festival will take place in Queens, New York, and as the website says, its purpose is to give actors a chance to play roles that go beyond their type being accent, age, skin color, size, gender, sexual orientation, to show the audience a reality that is not always portrayed in the media, theater, or film. For those of you who are planning on attending, the festival dates are August 27th and 28th. Complete details will be given out later in the broadcast. Also, please note, there will be some background noise in parts of the interview. Okay, we started off with what for me was probably the obvious question. You have to name it something. They named it the Leela Festival, and I just kind of wanted to know why. The name Leela means uh, to play in Sanskrit. So, and it's also the playful aspect of the Divine Mother in Hinduism. So we decided to give it that name to play with the place, to, because we are asking the, the writer's permission to change a little bit of the world they have written. Um, not, I mean, not too much, because we don't want to miscast anyone. And as Kendra said, we just want to have the right person for the role. And in case we want to but it's not about miscasting, it's just about casting someone that is right and and maybe also use it as an um, as an eye opener for some people to see just a person without being important their skin color or their accent or size or, or age or gender. So you're you're looking to transcend the, the obvious <laughs> visual keys and clues that an audience sees when they when they see actors performing and going beyond that into the nature of the characters themselves you're asking the the, the audience yeah. and the actors to get beyond who these people happen to be and get into who they who they are character wise what kind of feedback are you getting from uh, theater people uh, theater friends about this what kind of questions are you getting uh, more than questions, we get even more suggestions of things that we could be doing. So when when we started, we we thought about the accent, the skin color, uh, the age and the gender, and then someone else came up. And what about the sexual orientation? And what about the size? And so we added these two. And then later on, I met a girl that... She works with uh, deaf people and she knows deaf actors. And she says so many times, or most of the times, they cast um, a person that can speak and talk, play deaf, and when there are so many great deaf actors. So we are just getting more and more ideas from everyone. And ideally, the festival could grow and, and include even more than we know because we're also learning in this um, in this process. We also learn about transgenders, so it is just expanding. So more than questions, we're getting so many suggestions, and we're getting to know so many other things that we didn't know about. 
It's, it sounds like you've opened the doors for everybody to just walk in, grab a part, and begin performing. When we were suggesting this, we would, we, I mean, we, we thought it was a great idea, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we start talking to people, and we were like, wow, people love this. And it was, it's a beautiful experience to see how many people think alike and say, oh, this is great that you're doing this, and you thought of this, and you're putting it in motion, because... Yeah, you, you see these kind of things in, you know, in indie movies or more not so mainstream uh, media happening. But there's no, as far as we know, there's no other festival that celebrates it all in one. And hopefully, as I say, we, I'm sure we're missing so many things. But this is a start. How many plays do you have? Seven. We have one about a lesbian couple, one that's about a Hispanic family, one about a mother and a son and the mother coping with being alone and the mystery behind how she copes with that. Another one is about the IT world, two people in the IT world. Another one is about a hooker and a John. And the other one's about hamster and its birthday. I, I, was, yeah. looking, I was looking up on the website. It said giving actors a chance to play roles that go beyond their type to show the audience a reality that is not always portrayed in the media, theater, or film. What exactly is that reality that you are looking to show? Uh, we are looking to show what we are experiencing as, um, well, if I talk from my own perspective, right? Um, I come from Spain. I have an uh, IT background. And... I came to New York and to study in a conservatory program to become an actress. And then I go out there to, to be cast in a play and I can be cast because I can be cast only as a Hispanic person or doing something very specific. I can't be part of an American family. I can have a lead role in in a traditional cast because of my appearance and because of my accent. When in reality, in my life, I'm a whole person. I am not just that part of myself. I have a background. I have studied. I have a family, friends. I belong to a community of people. I am, I am not just something in the side. So... And I think many people that live in cities like New York uh, can relate to this. And I lived also before in, uh, in the Netherlands, and there are so many foreigner people living there, having a complete life, a family, uh, a job, and everything. And these people aren't portrayed. They, when they appear in in a movie or in a TV show, most of the time, just because you are not part of the traditional society or that specific area, or then you are portrayed as the funny character or something that happens on the side. You know what I mean? Or am I expressing myself? I know exactly what you mean. Um, because you do have an accent. Uh, 
and that, I guess, has limited your ability to uh, play which parts that might be emotionally correct for you. Okay, including yeah. you, including you as as the sister or a mother in a what typically American family. I I still have no idea what that means. Has anybody actually said anything to you because mm. of this? I mean, has anybody said we can't cast you because you have an accent or because? Oh, I don't know. You you're too short. You're too tall. You look Hispanic. Is is, is... no? They actually will never say that. I guess, but. I've heard the opposite. I was uh, reading some sites, and they asked me to be more Spanish. And I said, more Spanish? I mean, <laughs> I thought, well, you don't know. <laughs> how, how, <laughs> how, how did they expect you to be more Spanish? Uh, that, that was my question. Um, because if I would be more Spanish from the area I'm coming from, is very different from... A Spanish person from the south of Spain, which is maybe what people have more in mind, or someone from Madrid. So I find it kind of like be more Spanish, like mm-hmm, okay, more the stereotype. They want they want me to be more Spanish mm. in that yeah. way. Yeah. For me, it was the auditioning process, and that I could never get cast in anything. But then I would be in classes, and they're like, "Well, Kendra, you're a great actor." And I'm like, "Well, doesn't make any sense." get cast anything obviously I can't be good so when I heard that it would bother me and I would think about you know being told well you'll never be a leading lady you're more of a character actress or but or when I see roles you're like we need a sarcastic person and I submit and I'm like there's no one more sarcastic than me and yet I don't even get a chance to be seen and I wonder like why you know so and I've heard other Black people would say to me, like older black people, some of them are like, oh, you want to be an actress? They're like, oh, you know, it's, it's going to be hard for you. Or they'll be like, I, I don't really know what plays are out there for you. And these are like black people telling me that. Mm-hmm. So it's like even within the community, there's this sort of like, oh, I don't know what's out there for you. Or maybe it's like, well, there's that one play, maybe colored purple or something. Right. And so for me, it was this sort of, if I do get a role, it'll have to be a musical. And I'm not necessarily a musical person. And it has to be maybe historical or has to do with slavery or or something like that. I just... Something, like, something a lot typical. Of our plays, yeah. Yeah. I find it hard to digest that you're both living in New York City at this particular point, correct? Yeah. yeah. All right. And as we know, the theater scene down there is widespread. It's all over the place, as opposed to... Uh, a, a smaller town, which has a very limited th- theater audience and theater uh, establishment, that for either one of you to be limited by your accent, your skin color, uh, who you happen to be, it seems almost ridiculous. It, it, it is ridiculous that casting would not be more open. It seems to me that more people would down... The, people in New York would be a little bit more open to non-trad or, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this, alternative casting. I think there's many people open to it, but it just, someone has to produce it. Because no one of the people I've been talking about told me, oh, that's a bad idea, or put me down, or anything. Did you have that, Kendra? No, not at all. No, so I think people is up to it, and even... So many Americans, many New Yorkers are 
are happy with this. They want to be part of it because they feel the same. Maybe they are not limited by their accent or their skin color, but if they have, I don't know, a certain look in, in a certain size or, I don't know, yeah. there's something that maybe they can only be cast as a comedic person and maybe he's dying to be a, a romantic hero or something like that. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. How did you manage to uh, come up with the idea for this festival? And what what did the festival, how did, how did that generate? I I went to see a reading where Kendra was in reading uh, one play and also she was the writer for another play of the 365 Women a Year project. Absolutely, yeah. And, In fact, we just had uh, Gina DeMarco on our show. Yeah. yeah. That's yes. that's that's an exceptional project. Yeah. Anyway, it, keep going. It is I I I'm in love with it. Um so I was shocked to see that there's so many history about women that it, it is unknown. And after the show, I told her, wow, we should do something with this. We should just show the world that, look at these women. I mean, they have been erased from history or not given the right weight. Um, and, and we left it there. So I so, said, yeah, yeah, we should, we should do it. And once in a while, we talk about it. And... After I finished my conservatory program and went to a couple of castings, realized that I only have a limited time in New York, I said, well, if I want to be on the stage and I want to do something meaningful, I would have to make something happen. So I called Kendra. We met in our office in Whole Foods Union Square. <laughs> <laughs> my office is a coffee shop, so yeah, I totally, totally get it. Uh, <laughs> second floor and I said look Kendra maybe we can we can add these other things you know to the to the festival to to no I, to begin with I said I just want to do like five plays five ten minute plays with the with the 365 women a year project and and maybe add some other things about the skin color the accent and stuff like that and she thought it was a great idea but she said let's make it a festival and and then is where we started, like, thinking and adding more and more things on, uh, on the program. And, and she has a lot of contacts. So we talk with a lot of people that have been producing theater. And it's been very helpful, all the insights they gave us. And from there, it's just a matter of working 10 or 12 hours a day. <laughs> yep. Uh, as every producer knows, it tends to eat your time up unbelievably crazy. But it's it's worth it, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've never felt more whole as a person before that I'm doing something big. Although, you know, it's big for me. <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Sure, yeah. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. Yeah, is uh, so this is this is your first year. You're going to do this again? When we have an idea box that we are <laughs> dropping there everything we would like to do with this festival. Mm -hmm. So, um, we would like to make it more international and hopefully bring people from other countries to show their theater here in their own language uh with subtitles. 
you do super titles. You project them in a screen above the actors. I've seen that in many Latin theaters here in New York. And I also, they also have that in opera. Not being an opera buff, I, I don't think I've ever been to a, I've been to one opera in my life, and honestly, it, it had a rubber chicken and a magic eight ball, so I'm not really quite sure if I've actually <laughs> been to opera yet. I'm not kidding. Um, but yeah, that actually does make sense once I actually put my brain into gear and start thinking about it. Doing it in New York is, let's say, relatively easy mm-hmm. uh, because many people are in contact with uh, other people from other cultures and countries. But it would be nice to bring this also to other cities who aren't that much in contact with other cultures right. because of their location. Cities so with less it, diverse populations. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice for them to see, look, I mean, these people are also just normal people, <laughs> not just a character in a, in a soup opera or uh, something like that. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. essentially, good good plays good writing good theater is always about the people themselves the choices they make regardless of who they are even though that might you know play a factor in what it happens to be it still boils down to people being people people making good decisions people making bad decisions people doing things on the emotional spur of the moment that just changed the entire ball game one of the things it seems to do is to just to celebrate the variations of human beings all over the place. We're getting past the surface and we're getting into the emotional core of who these people happen to be at this particular time in their lives. We're talking about the basic chemistry. Yes. And, and, you know, hopefully what, what would happen is that after people see it, they will think, Oh, that was normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. yeah. That they wouldn't feel such a difference. So ideally, it would blend in and sink in mm-hmm. without Good. having them to, to think of the differences. Yeah. Yeah. Kendra, I notice uh, that you wrote someplace that you have a superpower, which is speaking things into existence. I did find yeah. that. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> talk to me about that, please, because I I love the phrase. I think I wrote that sometime last year where people would say to me, you know, I'd be like, I'm going to make this happen. And they're like, just speak it into existence, speak it into existence. And then I would say something and then I would go make it happen. And then I realized that it's like a trend in my life that I'm not all talk or at least not anymore I'm not all talk I I talk and if and if I have the support behind me I will make things happen so that's kind of where it came from okay you said not anymore was there a particular point where you decided that it was time to actually you know put your money where your mouth was and and start actually doing things because I know we all talk about I want to do this I want to do that I want to you know I want to direct this I want to produce that um and we don't really do anything about it what kicked you into uh into high gear on this well for me because I'm from Florida and I lived there most of my life and I I was kind of miserable there because I wanted like all these big things to happen but 
I never left the state. I never traveled. So it, it was like almost like a small town mentality where like this, these dreams of being an actor, leaving to go to New York seemed out of reach. And then I just became so frustrated and I felt like I was jealous of other people. And I said, this is not a way to live. So I said, I'm going to go to New York. But if I go to New York, I'm going to have to find a school. So I, so I chose Stella Adler. And then one week after or two weeks after I got accepted and then I moved to New York. And then ever since then, I've kind of been doing things, I think, because in the back of my mind, I've always had this fear that this New York thing will slip away. So while I'm here, I have to keep making things happen. And that has motivated me to do things that I haven't done. And even this year, I'm much more productive than I was last year. So I feel like each year, I'm less restricted than I was before. Are you happier? Am I what? Are you happier? Yeah, I would say this year is like <laughs> the first year where I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm doing all right. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, Sarah is like nonstop. She's like fast, speed worker, thinker. She's like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How about how about you, Patricia? Are, are you are you do you have a superpower also? Uh, Kendra, do you think I have a superpower? Yeah, I think it's being as crazy as I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> my superpower is that when I have a determination to make something happen, I make it happen. It took me many years, many many years, to make this decision to come here and become an actress. But now that I'm here, I'm like working nonstop to do everything I can. And Kendra is the only person I have met so far that I can tell her anything, any crazy idea that for me aren't crazy or just like proposals and dreams. And she says, yeah, 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 let's do that. <laughs> Kendra, you are a playwright. Yes. Uh, who do you write about? Who do I write about? <laughs> Good plays are about interesting people who do interesting or <laughs> yeah, horrific things sometimes. Who do you write about? <laughs> who are your people? I write about my people. They're, they're all, well, they're different, I guess. Well, one play I wrote while well, she was crazy and she held someone hostage, but that's, that was just off. The other play I wrote is about a woman dealing with the loss of her brother. Another, I just, I don't know. I write plays about people dealing with something and they're very kind of open about it, open in a way that in real life you can't be open about it. In real life, so. Yeah. Like some people, like when they look at my writing, they're like, whoa, that's so like what's inside you like being poured out and I'm like yeah but in real life to be that kind to be that open is is off-putting and it might be even be seen as maybe abrasive or blunt or too direct or dangerous but in yes or dangerous exactly but in writing it's like you can be those things that you shut down in real life I, I saw a meme not too long ago on Facebook that said, I have the mind of a playwright, and if you saw what was going on in my mind, you'd have me locked up. 
Yes. Um, isn't that isn't that sort of the truth? Isn't that what oh, theater is supposed to be, where the audience willingly walks into this alternate reality, but again, they know they're safe because it all happens on the stage, and yet the things we see on the stage take yeah, us to places exactly. that we yeah we don't normally feel safe going. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what playwriting should be, I think. Another side I like of, of, of theater that after you've seen this, maybe you said, mm, maybe I should dare to do something about this other thing in my life. So it can be very inspiring for people. There's people we have to convince that theater um, affects people or that it can change lives. And I've seen it do it so much, like in drastic ways, but also just in me. I never leave something without thinking, oh, maybe I should, you know, maybe be careful of what I say or, you know, little things like that that are actually big things. Like when you take care of what you say to people, you change their lives. So it doesn't seem big because it's not like, you know, becoming president. But if you can make someone, if you can speak love to someone because because of a play you saw, or if you can call someone that you haven't spoken to in years because of a play you saw, to me, that's huge. Tell our audience uh, about the Leela Festival, where it's happening, when it's happening, how to get tickets, and then uh, tell us about your, uh, how we can find out more about each of you. Got a website? Yeah. So um, my website is... Uh... PatriciaCardonaRoca.com. You can also find me in Facebook. Um, the festival is happening 27th and 28th of August at 8 p.m. at El Centro Español de Queens, 4101 Broadway, Stanway Stop from M and R Trains. And you can get tickets on our web website which is lilanycfestival.org. Yeah, and you can donate also in the website. Ah, there we go. That's an important oh, part. Yes. Of That's the it's, most important it's, part. It's, <laughs> it's you have become producers when you realize that yes. something is, yes. Kendra, tell us where we can find out more about you. Okay, my Twitter is Quiet Girl Riots. You can find me there. I'm also on Facebook, but I prefer for you to find me on Twitter, Quiet Girl Riot. Quiet Girl Riot. Okay. Um, I like the quiet and the riot. Uh, yeah. It seems to go together. Well. Uh, thank you both so very, very, very much for um, talking with us today. Good luck with the festival. And, um, yeah, it sounds like so much fun. 